You're listening to the Female Social Podcast, a real and raw conversation about life, business, and everything in between. Join your hosts, Jen, 40-something multipreneur juggling motherhood and marriage, and Emily, 20-something brand and web designer, wine enthusiast, and passionate goal chaser as they navigate authentically through their different lenses of life. Thanks for tuning in to the Female Social Podcast, and welcome to Monthly Mindset Makeover. Each month, we will get together for an intimate conversation between Emily and I and chat about how we transform our minds to set goals, stay consistent, run successful businesses, all while managing our day-to-day lives. So let's get started. Hello, hello, and welcome to our April monthly mindset makeover. Today we are talking about all things uh, spring cleaning, so decluttering our minds, organizing our physical and mental assets in our life, and we are so excited to jump on in since spring is officially here. Oh my gosh. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. The sun is shining today and I am a happy person. Nothing like spring. It's one of my favorite seasons, not just because the sun is always shining and we get to take off the jackets and the hats and the gloves and all the other stuff, but it is a perfect time to reset, to reorganize and do some things that will bring us into the second half of the year uh, with clarity and ease because For me, I know in my life, it's a priority. I need to have organization at all times. I'm kind of a psycho about it. I am quite the opposite, but (laughs) I think that everything really, except for my room at my parents' house is organized and sometimes my car, but from a business side of things, my computer is very organized and I have organized systems, but when it comes to actually physically decluttering and spring cleaning, I can definitely use some work in that area. You know what's so funny is like, I'm the opposite. My computer is like, I know where everything is because it's mine. Yep. But if you were to go onto my computer, you'd be like, what the hell kind of system do you have right now? So funny. But your yeah. house is always perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Like I don't even have a dish in the sink ever. Like I can't leave the house without a dish in the sink. With a dish in the sink, I can't. I, every bed is made like and always every day. Oh yeah, no, not me. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's why my boyfriend and I are so good because he's so OCD about it, and I'm not. So if right. I leave clothes on the floor, he'll, he'll pick them up. up, and I'm like, okay, perfect. So it's kind of like living with my mom again because she just always would clean my stuff up for me. Oh my gosh. Well, my husband, I think I definitely think I rubbed off on him over the over the you know. I mean, we've been married now almost ten years, so I think. At the beginning, my husband was definitely very unorganized and very messy. And he's like a, not, not, you know, like not a real hoarder, but like a secret hoarder. Like there's like, if you open up one of his drawer, like his junk, like his own personal junk yeah. drawer, like shit will fall out, you know, but like on the outside, he looks like nice and, you know, yeah. clean. I don't know what my problem is, but my room at home, it's just, I love buying things and I, <laughs> yes, I'm a shopaholic, but I buy things 
thinking that I like have a house. So if you go into my room, it's just, I have probably a hundred coffee table books because one day I'm going to own this big house. That's going to have so much room for all of these books. I don't know like what I'm thinking, but every time that I go to clean my room or throw stuff out, I always feel like in the moment, I'm not going to miss it. But then six months later, I'm going to be looking for that shirt or those shoes or that book that I wanted to get around to reading. So I'm always so hesitant to throw things out. And my mom is definitely not helpful in the situation because I'll throw a shirt out and she'll come back at me and say, oh, but this shirt looks so cute on you. And I'm like, you're not helping me. It's oh my God. so bad. It's so bad. Well, did you, did you ever watch that? Um, that Marie Kondo special on Netflix? No, I started and then it was making me feel like less of myself. So I had to shut well, it off. She has like a whole, like, there's like a whole system as far as like what you're going to keep and what you're going to let go of. Like, it's like a whole like bless and release type of a situation when you like go through your belongings. And I mean, I shopaholic, <laughs> I, and especially, I mean, I have, I have so much clothes, so much clothes. And I do try really hard to, and we recently remodeled our home. So I had kind of like the perfect opportunity to really kind of go through every single thing. Uh, Cause I like redid my whole bedroom and class and everything, but I do try to go in and I look at it and I say to myself, like, when is the last time you really wore this? And yeah. even if it's a piece that I really, really love, if I haven't worn it in over a year, likely I'm not going to wear it again. Yeah. You know, so I like, you have to almost do that. And and with the kids, it's hard. I mean, my kids outgrow clothes. Like every time Kylie puts on a new pair of leggings. And for those of you listening, my Kylie is my older daughter. She just turned nine, but she's grows. Like, I feel like every day she grows. So I'm constantly having to like sort through their stuff and make sure that like, otherwise, I mean, I would have still, I, I could still have baby clothes in there, you know? Yeah. No, I, I'm, I set, like, I'll give stuff away or this is my worst thing. So I'll give stuff away. And my best friend, Alana, she always takes all my hand-me-downs. She like loves hand-me-downs. And then I'll see her wearing my clothes. And then you'll feel bad. And then I want them back. <laughs> so she'll wear something. And I'm like, oh, wait, but that was a really cute romper. Like, can I borrow that again? Right. And she's like, just take it back. But I went to a baby shower over the weekend and I haven't really gotten dressed up in so long. And I was trying all these things on and I just feel gross from quarantining. Right. So thankfully that was good because I was putting these shirts on. I'm like, ew, like I didn't really gain any weight, but just the feeling of them. Right. So I threw away like four or five shirts and I'm like, I'm definitely never going to wear again. So that was good. So I feel like now with things starting to spring coming, weather getting warmer, I'm really going to be able to binge and throw some stuff away. Right. But so let's get into like for you, because you're more of the pro on the physical end of organization. Tell me some of the things that you do in your life to help yourself get organized. So, well, for for one, I have a family calendar and it's on the wall in my home. And I, you know, I bought it on Etsy and it's like a dry erase where I can change it every single month. And it's pretty, so it like looks nice in my home. Uh, looks like a blackboard, but I, it's our, it's our live die by in our house. You know, it's the like we all check that calendar every single day 
for family. So my, my business and like my personal appointments during the day don't keep on there because that has nothing to do with my family, but a family calendar in a central location where everyone can look at it. And so we're all on the same page is really, really important in my life. So it may be for you, I don't know, you know, if that's something that you would need, but anybody who's got, you know, multiple family members coming in and out of the house where we all rely on each other, that's definitely something that I've used. And I've been using that, it's been like two years and it's been a lifesaver. Growing up, we had, I remember we would get it at Barnes and Noble and it was like the mom calendar and it was this long calendar and you could put everyone's name and then it put everything that we had. Right. Because I was always dancing. Right. My, you know, who had this sport, who had that sport, what appointment. So my mom would always have that um, there because she was always the one running us around and my dad just kind of went with the flow and did whatever my mom told her to do. Told him to do My so. <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> so we definitely had one of those. And then as phones became a little bit more of a thing in our lives, you know, that changed. But growing up, we didn't we didn't have cell phones and people didn't have like shared calendars. Right. But we don't have a shared calendar just yet. I feel like when the kids get a little bit older, we might need that a little bit more. Uh, but right now the, the hand, I'm a big, you know, yeah. you, you know, this about me, I'm a big write it down type of a person. I have paper planners that manage my business and personal schedules. So I, I, I prefer a paper planner because I feel like it's physical. It's there. And like, I don't know, there's so many other functions that I use my phone for that. It's nice to put my phone down sometimes and use the paper and pen. Um, and then another thing that I recently did, uh, inside of my personal home for organization, uh, is I, went ahead and I invested and I bought all of those like containers in all different sizes with the nice seal top. Uh, and I use it, I use it in my pantry and I have to tell you, it's really saved me a lot of time and money inside of the snacks and the cereal and the pasta and all the shit that I buy that's in my cabinetry or in my pantry, because I physically see it. And then when, when, a when a container's empty, then I'm like, okay, I can go buy another snack for the kids, you know, but otherwise I would go to the grocery store and buy all of these snacks. They'd be piled on top of each other inside of a cabinet. What's all the way in the back. And then what you have, I don't know what I have. Bread would go bad. Chips would go bad because I, I didn't physically see it. So now I have a certain amount of containers that are filled. It gives enough variety for the kids to have their snacking. And then when it's empty, I know I buy. So that's actually been super helpful for me. I just recently started to do that. And then I do the same thing like with any, any, any cabinet is organized in my life. So like if it's a, if it's the cleaning supplies, it's organized. I have, you know, like pull out drawers where I have, you know, all of my stuff. And I think one of the reasons why I find it so helpful is because not only does it look better, but like I mentioned, it makes me much more aware of what I have and what I don't have. So I'm not just frivolously spending money on shit every time I go to the store. Yeah. We here at my boyfriend's, we actually... When he first bought the condo, we got those containers from Costco and he was totally against them at first. He was like, no, these are so bad. And then after you posted that you did it, I finally opened up the box and I was like, I'm just going to put everything in there. So like all the flour, the sugar, the rice, things like that. And he's been here six months and we've never even used flour before, but then we had like a surplus of flour because you just felt like it was something you had to buy. Right. But now that it's in a clear container, I'm like, if you come home with flour again, yeah. <laughs> it's going to go in the garbage because we don't need it. So right. it definitely has made a difference. And even this morning, I just cleaned out and organized 
the like kitchen utensil draw with the spoons and the spatulas and all of this stuff, because every time I would open it up, it would just give me so much anxiety. And I love to cook. He, he cleans and I cook. So like when he puts it away, it's just not in the right spot. So I just reorganized it and it made me feel so much better. But that's another thing I actually purchased and it makes, it's really made like the world of a difference too, is the, uh, like my big drawer where you have like all the utensils I bought like dividers, like separators. So like you have all the knives in one spot. You have, cause otherwise it's like, the, it becomes just a, like a, yeah, a cluster, cluster fuck of shit. In, it's in the so drawer. bad. Excuse my language. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. So, um, those containers have been super helpful as far as like, you know, food and my kitchen is concerned. And then the other thing is the kids, like the kids stuff really starts to, I mean, it, it, it can, it can be all consuming. And my kids are now at the age, you know, where they don't have like baby toys, you know, so that stuff is all gone. And we recently just got rid of all the Barbie stuff and, you know, the American girl doll stuff. They just don't really play with it anymore. Oh, you, you wait till you see my mom has all of my stuff in the attic because she's hoping that she has a granddaughter someday. So luckily I won't have to buy anything because I know that stuff's also expensive. Oh my God. I mean, if I can tell you the thousands and thousands of dollars worth of American Girl doll stuff that like has literally just sat in the basement for the last three years. So I gave, I gave some stuff to friends who have daughters. Um, I donated some stuff. Um, I sold a couple things. Um, the Barbie stuff was very easy to sell. Um, but anyway, with the, with the kids stuff, I mean, really it, it, you have to be really conscious of like organizing and labeling. And, you know, my, my daughter Kylie has this one big, like massive cabinet in her room. And like, we have, we labeled, like she labeled all of her drawers. Like, so she knows where everything goes because as they get older, they become like, you know, I mean, I could go, I, sometimes I don't even see my daughter's floor in her room and she's only nine, you uh, know, it doesn't get any better. I'm 23 and my mom still can't see my floor. Well, that's a problem, Emily. <laughs> I need to come label your drawers. Okay. Oh, my friend, <laughs> the friend that I told you about all the hand-me-downs, she's the best. She comes over, she refolds all my clothes, puts them away. I have been better in the recent weeks because I've kind of been living at two places. So I really only go home to grab new clothes and then bring them back to my boyfriend's. And my mom's like, Emily, you cannot not live here and still have a messy room. So right. my room has been better, but it's just one. I don't know what it is. I feel like it's because for my whole life, my mom has just been telling me to clean my room, clean my room, clean my room. So it's just one of those things that I don't want to do. Right. right. So I don't really I know. I can almost guarantee you, like, the day that you move in here full-time and you live here full-time, you will not have the same type of a room in in your in your bedroom with your boyfriend. Yeah, like, I just you feel will. like it's because it's, like, my parents' yeah. house. And my mom was yeah. – it's because she was telling me to do something. And I didn't want to listen to what my mom was telling oh me gosh. to do. <laughs> it's so funny. It's so funny. But, oh no, that's good that you are establishing good – organizational skills with your daughters at a young age <laughs> or I'm just making them completely OCD and it's going to backfire <laughs> my face really, really hard one day. No, I mean, listen, there's obviously, you know, my friends, like my friends make fun of me. Like they'll, uh, they come to my house and they, they make fun of how meticulously clean everything is and how everything has a spot. And, you know, and so I, I'm aware, I'm very aware that I am the extreme, but it's what makes me feel good. Like I can't go to bed at night 
knowing that there's dishes in the sink or garbage in the garbage pail or, you know, the kids toys are out or markers or whatever it is. You know, I like, I like the pillows to be back on the, on the couch where they were. It's just for me, that's what gives me like a sense of ease. Yeah. And that doesn't mean that like everybody else has to be that way. I just think that for me, that's, that's ease. No, definitely. listen, we're sitting here in, in, in your boyfriend's house and it's very clean and neat. So I, I know you understand. That's the OCD in him. That's him. Okay. Yeah. That's all right. <laughs> all right. So is there anything physically that you do to help organize that we didn't really touch on? Um, physically, I mean, same thing with you, like a planner. So I kind of know what's going on. I recently just switched to a digital planner. So I went from writing everything down. I'm a big pen and person. Pen and paper. Yeah. Pen and paper person. And it was very hard for me to switch everything digitally. So I went to Google calendars and it was just easier in the sense that on the business end of things, clients can approve or change appointments. Um, And it took kind of the back and forth away, which was very frustrating for me when I had to kind of sit down and grind on my computer and get design work out. And my phone was going off all the time. So that made it a lot easier. Um, And then I'm also in the process of hiring someone. So for me with my appointments and getting them on the same page of when I'm available to meet, they're going to be taking over my scheduling, hopefully. So I needed to get that system in place. And I'm actually very pleasantly surprised with how it's going. I thought that I was going to hate it. And I really enjoy it. It's still color coded. I was that weirdo that like wrote each thing if it was business or personal in different colors. We do Pens. that. We do that on my on my family calendar. Okay. Yeah. So like anything that's mine, I do in pink. Anything that's dance related, we do in green. Anything yeah. that's like family fun, we do in yellow. So like, yeah, we have color coding too. Okay. Yeah. Good. Yeah. So I'm not the only person, but I was happy that with Google, I was able to do that also. So I could look at my calendar, and it's still all the pretty colors, and it's still aesthetically pleasing. Um, One day I'll get there. Yeah, it, the initial setup was definitely a lot because I had to take all of my shit and put it in one place. Right. And sometimes even with the physical calendar, it's like I would get a text message and forget to put it in my calendar. So then things were messed up or I was double booking. Right. This, I always have my phone with me or my computer or my iPad. So it's all in one place. Right, right, right. Um, And it all looks the same. And it all looks the same, which is really nice. And then phys- other physical things that I do, um, I'm working on a lot of things that will help me with organization on like a physical level. So like you said, no dishes in the sink. So this morning we cooked dinner last night and I woke up and the dishwasher had to be emptied and I had to put the dishes that we washed by hand away. And Emily that lived at her parents' house would have just left it there and waited for someone else to do it. For someone else to do it. <laughs> but this morning I woke up and I did it. <laughs> I'm so proud of you. Thanks. You're getting so, to be such a mature little girl. <laughs> part of it was that you were coming over. And the other part of it is that when my boyfriend came home from work, if it was not done, I would not have heard, heard the, the end of it. it. So I That's said, awesome. you want to let me just do it. Um, but a, like I said, a lot of my organization is digital and because I'm, you know, I'm not married, I don't have kids. A lot of it is managing myself right. and my own time. So 
I have a couple of tools that I use for that. So the first thing is on my regular computer. Um, everything's in iCloud because I have a desktop at home. I use my laptop when I'm on the go. And then also my iPad and my phone. And each of my clients get their own folder in like an Emily Fitzgibbon folder. So folder within a folder. And then within those folders, there's more folders. So there's, you know, if I'm posting for them on Instagram, like all their contents in there, or if I'm doing a new branding uh, remake, like all of their documents are in there. And then that's really easy if wherever I am, if it's Sunday morning and I'm at brunch and a client texts me and says, hey, I need my logos and they can't find them in their email, I have access to the files that I wouldn't usually have access to because they're only on my computer. Right, right. So that has saved me a lot of time and stress because I'm a really big people pleaser. So it's hard for me to say, oh, I'm sorry, I'm not home in front of my computer right now. Wait a minute. So this has kind of helped me in that sense. Well, that's actually a really perfect segue into like the mental and emotional spring cleaning side of things that we were going to talk about too, because that is so, my gosh, literally how I've lived my life as an entrepreneur for the last eight years. Someone texts me and I'm like an immediate responder. But then what happens is people get used to you being an immediate responder. When you don't respond, they're like, hello, are you there? Hello. Right. So as far as I'm like, it's actually even on my list is like the not overscheduling and the unplugging. So like for me, when I think about like emotional and mental decluttering, those are some of the things that I've personally been trying really hard to work on when it's my time with my family or with friends or I'm out. I, I, I really try very hard to separate the two and it could be, be as, as easy as a response back. I'm not at home right now. I promise I'll get back to you tomorrow. Yes. Cause what I was also doing is I'm not home. I'll get back to you in an hour. And then I forget, or yep. I get tied up and then, or, you know, like I'm having a good time and then I don't leave my friends, whatever it might be. Right. So I think from like an emotional and mental perspective, like really understanding your boundaries and your limits with people inside of your personal life and your business is super important. I, I do a hundred percent agree. Uh, there's certain things that I am more lenient with myself with and certain things that I'm like, okay, no, this is a policy in my life and I'm, you know, I'm not doing it. So for me, like Sunday really is the day of rest. So I'll send, if someone is, it's an emergency and I'll send things out, like that's fine. Um, I've also said I have a 24 hour policy, so I don't feel like I need to answer right away. And those are things that I feel like. I have done a pretty good job establishing with my clients at the beginning of their sign on um, because the Pisces in me, I love to nap. I love to sit on the couch and work. And I think that to me, that's my self-care. Like my self-care isn't going and getting a facial every month or a massage. It's just really taking an hour a day and relaxing and putting my computer away, putting my phone away and just being like, okay, I could be lazy for this hour. I have not napped since 1984, I think. <laughs> I, I know you probably weren't even born in 1984, nope. so shut the hell up. <laughs> Whatever. But I'm, I am I'm not a napper. So it's so funny how like we are, I, I love that we are so similar, but yet there's so <laughs> many things. And I think, you know, I, I also think it's, and not to say like I'm so mature and cultured, but it is an age thing too. You know, I think at, you know, at 23 years old, you're, it, 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 we'll put it this way. After you have kids, you're not going to be napping, well, sister. <laughs> so my dad 
it's funny because I have a mom who she's a teacher and she works full time. And like, even when she comes home from work, she's still working. My dad's a chiropractor and he's really had the luxury of, you know, creating his own schedule and putting his own hours together. And he always says, I went to school to be a doctor and I spent the time and the money doing it so I can have this luxury now. So my dad works 21 and a half hours a week. That has been my whole life. 21 and a half. That's 21 and a half hours a week. Yep. And he comes home. So he works Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And usually like that two and a half hour lunch, he has a two and a half hour lunch every day before he goes back to the office and he'll come home and he will relax on the couch or close his eyes for 30 minutes. And it, to me growing up with that, I've seen him recharge. It's put his mind at ease. Like he's needed that time because he then goes back to being not only their chiropractor, but people tell him their whole life story. So it's also very mentally draining talking to people all day. Right. Um, So me staring at a computer for how many hours a day, I said that that is one of the things that I want to carry into my business, like giving myself the time to decompress and close it all down because it is mentally exhausting. Um, And I have to be creative every single time I'm working on another client's project. So to do that, I feel like I need that that now. I do that. See, I don't nap, but I do take the time. Uh, And for me, it's, that 30 minutes before the kids get home from school. I like have to shut down. I have to shut the computer. I have to, and it could be like, I, it could be just mindlessly scrolling. It could be listening to an audiobook or reading a book. It could be, you know, like just going out and taking a run to target. Those are the things for me that like recharge me, but I need that like 30 minutes before the kids get off the bus to, because my second half of the day starts at that point, you know? Yeah. And then it's like literally like, another whole day ahead of me. So I get that. Like it makes, it it makes total sense. Yeah. And, and, you know, even my boyfriend works in the city. So for him, it's like when he comes home, he just wants peace. He doesn't, he just commuted. He, for the last year has really been driving into the city. So he doesn't want to deal with anything because of the traffic. And I remember that I was a commuter for years. Yeah. I remember that feeling. So it's really important for me that I'm also like in this state where I can just kind of continue to work and not bother him and all of those things. So I have been trying to be more aware of that and more mindful of also kind of what his needs are. Um, What are some other things that you do? Well, I know for me also, and I have to say that COVID really and quarantining and 2020 and pandemic and all the stuff really put me in a tailspin when it comes to this particular topic. And recently I started implementing my workouts back in daily. So I would work out sporadically over the last year, but it wasn't a part of my daily practice. And I know in my life, I I require it. I need it emotionally. I need to work out. And it doesn't have to be like a crazy, like, you know, massive thing where I'm like sweating bullets and burning thousands of calories, but I have to do something every single day to move my body in a way that I know I'm physically, uh, I'm physically getting stronger because, and, and, and maintaining my health. Uh, and I, 
like I said, I just recently over the last three weeks started putting like daily workouts back in and it just makes all of the difference for me. It really does. And I have to do it first thing in the morning. I, so right before COVID, like six months prior, I was working out with a personal trainer, Mm. small group training, and I felt amazing. My mind felt great. My body looked great. I just felt so good. And then when obviously the gyms closed with COVID, so my mom and I, we would do it virtually and it was fine, but my dad would sit on the couch and laugh at us while we were working (laughs) out. So every day just got harder and harder and harder. And I just said to my mom the other day, I need to start doing something. Um, I teach dance every week. So that is like a little bit of exercise, but it's not enough. And I definitely feel it. I, most days I wake up, I maybe get dressed and I like, (laughs) you know, if I'm not sitting at my desk in front of my desktop, I'm sitting at a table or on the couch and you don't realize how much you're sitting like, Mm -hmm. and even to get up and get outside. Like, even if I take a walk, I feel so much better, but I don't do it enough. And I'm going to, maybe you can hold me accountable. I'll be my, my accountability exercise buddy just to get 10 minutes in, you know? Right. And you know what I think, um, you know, for anybody who's listening, who may be struggling with this too, or maybe hasn't really, um, implemented a fitness routine ever. I mean, and I'm, I'm, we really never talked about our journeys. Maybe one day we'll do a podcast about that. But one of the things that people might not know about me is that uh, all of my life, I've always been kind of fearful of gyms and gym settings. Um, and the only thing that I actually enjoyed doing was running. And uh, up until about, uh, I'm going to say when, so it was my daughter's almost So about eight years ago, uh, I started, I had gained a ton of weight. Um, I was 200 pounds, uh, when I gave birth to my second daughter and I really started to embark on a a health and wellness journey and I started implementing fitness into my life and I started trying new things. So I started trying kickboxing. I started trying yoga and I took spin classes and I really like found, I really found such a passion for so many forms of fitness. So I think one of the things that I can offer is that if anybody who's maybe struggling right now is to just try something new and there's so many resources now available, even from home, uh, you, and and there's a lot of free things out there. Like you can log on to YouTube and go like the pop sugar. So good pop fitness. They're amazing. That was one of my like very first workouts I ever did at home. And I still refer back to those, um, on a regular basis. Uh, but there's so many great apps now and things available for you. And even free. Like you don't have to pay for it, but I love my Peloton. I love my Peloton and I love my Peloton app. I literally do something every single day. The meditations are amazing. The boot camps are amazing. And for me, that's given me what I need to continue, like to do what I need to do. Like like having that resource. I have the Peloton app. And if I do a workout now, I use it. I love it. I did one like two weeks ago. It was 45 minutes. I could not. Who's the instructor? Do you remember? No, I could look and I'll let you know, but I literally could not walk. Like I woke up the next day and I was so sore that I actually felt like sick. Like my muscles were so bad. And I was just like, how is this possible? I used to dance almost 22 hours a week. My 
I had the stamina of a horse. Is that even the right analogy? Sure. Okay. But (laughs) I don't think so, but sure. (laughs) It was so, so bad. And now when I teach dance on Wednesdays, I have made sure that I make my girls do like all of this cardio because I need to get my stamina back up. I, the actually, the turning point, what made me join going to the personal trainer is last year, my boyfriend and I went to California and we were in Big Sur and we did this four mile hike and I thought I was going to die. Like I was made him stop probably a hundred times. And there were these like 70 year old women that were walking past me (laughs) with not even heavy breathing. And I'm like, how are we going to do this? And I got home and I said, I need to do something because this is totally not like me. And that's when I started. And now I just went through a whole downward spiral and I'm back at zero, but that's okay. That's okay. Sometimes that happens and we're going to start again. I will 100% (laughs) hold you accountable. So I feel like this was a cool chat. I really enjoyed this. I enjoyed talking about this. I think that uh, it's a perfect time of year to talk about this topic, to share what we're doing. And, you know, anybody who's listening, if they have anything that they want to add or any feedback that they want to give us, please, please, please let us know. We are so excited about everything that we're creating with the Female Social Podcast and uh, all of the guests that we've been having and all of the feedback that we've been getting from all of you. So continue listening, continue sharing, continue continue to subscribe. If you have not subscribed, please do so. And uh, we will see you next time. Yes, next Monday. Be there or be square. <laughs> You're a dork. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Thank you for tuning in to the Female Social Podcast. We hope you enjoyed our latest episode. For all things the Female Social, be sure to follow us on Instagram at the Female Social Podcast. If you loved this episode, be sure to share it with a friend. We love connecting with more babes. See you next week.